Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamond Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's Bible story, we hear Mary's courageous, vulnerable love song to God saying, yes, she can do this hard thing. And I tell a love story about a friendship born from a messy, muddy mammogram Monday and learn a lesson in how to love all of you. As a special holiday gift, we welcome this week's special guest, Reverend Dr. Danielle Buharo, who is about the hard work of great love, cultivating systems of holistic spiritual care. Welcome to week four of Advent, and the theme is love. It has come time to hear and appreciate the words of Mary, the mother of Christ. I invite you to put yourself in her shoes, a young woman, not quite 15 years old, being visited by an angel and being invited to do the impossible. Carry, give birth, and mother the Prince of Peace, the Son of God, the Messiah. Mary's response to the angel's ask is found in Luke chapter 1. Her song begins this way, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant, Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Mary goes on singing for several verses, speaking of how God calls the lowly to God's work, how God will be with her, how God is extending an invitation for her to carry God's promise of love for the whole world within her own body. Mary is invited into a covenant with God, one that includes all of her being, body, mind, spirit. Mary is incredible and doesn't flinch at this holistic relationship with God. Mary says yes. The vulnerability and earthiness of Mary's song 
always gets to me. It reminds me of my own experiences of holistic, holy moments. Moments like the blessing of conceiving a pregnancy. Moments like the birth of two children. Moments like the loss of a pregnancy. Moments like being a patient in hospital. Waiting for help. Waiting for treatment. Waiting for a diagnosis. Waiting for a plan. Waiting. 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 There is something about experiences of sincere vulnerability that make all the holisticness of people more obvious. In these spaces, all the chaff seems to fall away. In these moments, life is pinpoint focused in bright technicolor. All of us is there in moments like this. What is needed in these kinds of moments? Love. Love has a way of integrating mind, body, and spirit, weaving us back together, even as we wait for healing and wait for hope. So as I think of Mary's song and how she says a holistic yes to the hard ask of being the mother of Jesus, and how my own experiences of vulnerability have taught me that love holds me together. This reminds me of the work of Brene Brown on resilience and its connection to vulnerability. She says this, Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Having lived through multiple experiences of not knowing the outcome of things, as well as thinking about Mary's song, I'm reminded of a holy shenanigans memory from a messy, muddy mammogram Monday that taught me a lot about love. That Monday started too early with the sound of dripping in the dirt basement of our 100-year-old house. The sump pump that so dutifully worked to exit water from the Stackstone Foundation had failed in the middle of the night. By the time we heard the water, the basement resembled a wading pool, only this one was filled with freezing cold, muddy water and was a threat to essential household things like water tanks and electrical wiring. In the effort to reboot the pump, I waded into that cold and dark pool, found the source of the problem, a power cord shaken loose by all the efforts of that pumping of sump. Plugged in, said sump pump, reinforced it with zip ties, and thankfully, power returned to the sump pump, the motor began to hum, and the water began to exit the basement. On my way up the narrow stairwell, my cell phone rang. Hello there. You have your annual appointment for a mammogram today. Are you still coming in? I was muddy. It was a Monday. And yes, it was the day for my annual mammogram. How could one forget with such alliteration? So I said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Quick change, five minute drive, rush into the weaving trail of hallways to women's radiology, check in, and plunk myself into a plastic waiting room chair to have all of this muddy, messy mammogram Monday wash over me as I waited for my turn in the queue. It was then that I noticed a woman sitting next to me. She was waiting too. In her disposition, I sensed that she might be having a muddy, messy mammogram Monday, too. 
And so out of my own need to talk and also distract us from our waiting, I asked, how's your Monday going? In that one question, something sacred took place. In between us telling each other about our messy Monday stories, a thread of love started to work its way into the vulnerable space that we existed. We talked about deep and big things. We compared appointment times, and we made a pledge that we would wait for each other till our tests were done, and that if the other person liked, we would wait to hear the results of our scans together. We were strangers, and yet in that moment, love started weaving us together like lifelong friends. And so we did as old friends do. We stayed with each other in that waiting room and then walked each other out to our cars. We exchanged phone numbers. We became friends on a messy, muddy mammogram Monday, where a moment of saying yes to vulnerability in that waiting room made room for love to be born. The holy shenanigans of God showed up in the kindness of Bonnie on that Monday. She became a sister of the heart. She became a great encouragement to me. I hope I was an encouragement to her too. Because of love, the kind of holistic love that wove all parts of us together in that friendship, mind, body, and spirit, we were gifted with friendship. Even though that Monday morning, neither of us knew how things would work out, we were literally vulnerable. The act of sharing our vulnerability worked out a space for holistic love to be born. Vulnerability leads to space of holistic love that attends to your spirit, your body, and your mind. When I think of people who are singing songs of love, vulnerability, and courage, I think of Reverend Dr. Danielle Buharo. Reverend Dr. Danielle Buharo is author of Spiritual Care in the Age of Black Lives Matter, examining the spiritual and prophetic needs of African Americans living in a violent America. Dr. Buharo is passionate about issues of race, gender, and sexuality. Her ministerial presence and work contributes to more just, diverse voices within the clinical pastoral education world. By way of some holy shenanigans, the road is opened up for me to connect with Dr. Buharo, and it is my honor to have her as this week's special guest, sharing her own holy shenanigans story about holistic spiritual care and love. Has anybody ever called you weird? John the Baptist was weird. A rebel, a social misfit, different. People made assumptions about him. People criticized him. Have you ever felt like John the Baptist? Like people are ridiculing you, calling you mean names, criticizing you, just because you're different. In this New Testament, we see that John the Baptist is one of the first persons called to ministry. John gives us a prophetic lesson of what ministry looks like in 2022. Sometimes accepting a call to ministry means accepting a call to be crazy. That's why psychologists agree there is a thin line between the sacred and the psychotic. Desperate times in 2022 call for desperate measures. Here's to the crazy ones who believe that every black life matters. 
Here's to the crazy ones who believe that every woman has a right to make her own decisions for her own body. Here's to the strange ones who believe that our Muslim brothers and sisters deserve the freedom to walk this earth without fear of being assaulted or murdered. Here's to the weird ones who believe that healthy LGBTQ marriages can exist. As you yourself sit at the break of dawn for 2022, what crazy ministry is the divine calling you to do? God's story of baptizing folks and even baptizing our beloved Jesus is one of the first ministerial and sacramental stories told in the New Testament of the Bible. January 2022 is upon us and represents the beginning of the New Testament of your own life. The second half of your biblical life story is being written as we speak. So the reflective question for all of us this morning, what new thing is God pinning in the sacred text of your life? John the Baptist finds himself baptizing people in the Jordan River. Can I tell you a secret? Most people don't know that the Jordan River was muddy. It wasn't this cool, clean, crisp, beautiful blue water, sometimes falsely depicted in movies and television shows. Nope, the Jordan River was filled with mud. That's one of the real reasons many people didn't want to accept John's invitation for baptism. And somehow this mud is symbolic of something else. This mud is symbolic of ministry today. Ministry is muddy. Ministry is not sexy or seductive. Ministry is not cool or sophisticated. Real ministry is dirty, grimy, nasty, despicable, deplorable, lonely, frustrating, annoying, and funky. What muddy waters are you called to do real ministry in today? This day of Advent, how do you find joy even in the midst of playing in the mud? Playing in hard, difficult, despicable waters in ministry. Interestingly enough, after John baptizes our beloved Jesus in this muddy Jordan River, the heavens open. And a voice from heaven says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. I would invite you to do a character shift in these moments. Maybe what can give you ultimate joy today is remembering, even in the midst of being a present-day John the Baptist, somewhere, someplace, as you do the difficult prophetic work of ministry in the real world in this upcoming 2022 year, please know that someplace, somewhere, you are the forerunner for someone experiencing love. Maybe because of your difficult, hard, prophetic work, working with the social outcasts, the ones who society turns a blind eye to. You are creating space for the heavens to open. For God to say to this person, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved non-binary loved one in whom I am well pleased. Take joy in that, beloved. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Danielle, for your work to assure holistic spiritual care and for being this week's special guest as we study the power of vulnerability and love. Who would have thought that a messy, muddy mammogram Monday would teach me a lesson in loving all parts of myself? 
When I first walked into that waiting room feeling rushed and looking rough after attending to the flood in my basement, I was met with the gift of Bonnie. Bonnie met me where I was, and then I met Bonnie where she was. Somehow, as we talked about our lives, we saw and loved the person sitting right there. No judgment for the mud on my pants. No criticism for the anxiety we felt waiting for test results. We simply loved the person, the stranger in need of some care, for the whole person that showed up in that waiting room on that messy, muddy mammogram Monday. When I think of questions about vulnerability and how the care for people needs to be holistic, including mind, body, and spirit, I wonder if more love would be born in the world if we holistically loved ourselves, all aspects of self, from the start. After all, later in the book of Luke, in chapter 10, Jesus did say the law can be summed up as this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' central statement of what the law is about starts first with the love of self. With Jesus' message in mind, perhaps the essential key of love is to start with loving ourselves, all of us, mind, body, and spirit. As I ponder this concept from Jesus' words, I was reminded of a poem by Cleo Wade. In Cleo's book, Heart Talk, she poses the question about the journey of holistic love time and time again, and does so beautifully in this poem, All of It. Which parts of yourself won't let you love yourself yet. Befriend your ingredients, the spicy, the sweet, the pain, the heartache, the gifts, the shame, and the shine. Fall in love with all of you. Savor yourself. I'm your holy shenanigan muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining me this week for holy shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual venture that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Until next time, remember that vulnerability is essential if we're to build lives of holistic love and that messiness is a part of real life, a real life where you can and do love all of you.